now this is recording. RTI International Center for Forensic Science presents Just Science. Welcome to Just Science, a podcast for forensic science professionals and anyone who is interested in learning more about how real crime laboratories work. I'm Lauren Mangum, your host for National Forensic Science Week. In this episode, you'll be hearing from Dr. Kelly Barrick as she discusses the valuable resources she brings to the Forensic Technology Center of Excellence. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you. So, Kelly, what is your job title at RTI International? I am a research criminologist in RTI's Division for Applied Justice Research. So I'm not a forensic scientist, um, but rather I take a social science approach to examine the application of forensic science to the criminal justice system and do evaluations and assess the impact of forensic programs and strategies. Can you give listeners an idea of your education background? Sure. So I have um, degrees in criminal justice and criminology. I started off in college. I didn't know really what I wanted to be and took some classes in sociology, deviance, criminal justice, and ended up getting a bachelor's in administration of justice. And so I decided that I needed to get yet another degree. And then I went to uh, Florida State University for criminology. How did you end up at RTI? When I originally went back to school to get my PhD, I thought I wanted to be a professor. So my, my plan had been to go into an academic institution. After two years in doctoral program, I decided I didn't really want to teach and was more interested in doing applied research. And so I started looking around and at those opportunities of which RTI was the best <laughs> was right. the best opportunity that, that there was. And, and I was lucky enough that they had an opening when I was looking for a job. How long have you been at RTI now? 10 years. Wow. What's the biggest project so far that you've got to work on at RTI? One project that has ended up spending a, a, like spreading over a lot of time. Uh, when I first started at RTI, I worked on a multi-site evaluation of the Serious Violent Offender Reentry Initiative, which was um, a program targeted at prisoners who were reentering the, the community and evaluating um, whether this particular program had been successful at reducing recidivism. And oh, wow. since then, we've, we've gotten two uh, additional awards to continue following up with the cohort of former inmates. And mm -hmm. this past year, we finished a 10-year follow-up with the original cohort in a, in a couple states to see um, how they're doing this far past the release. So that's, that's been an interesting project that has been part of my life at RTI for the past 10 years. Right. I'm assuming that you're going to publish some sort of paper or journal after. Yes, we're finishing up our uh, report for this one, which was funded by the National Institute of Justice, and have a couple journal manuscripts in the works that will be submitted soon. Okay, so maybe sometime in 2019, listeners might be able to get their hands on some of the results from that. Hopefully, yes. Okay, great. Perfect. So the social science side of it, forensic science has been giving more value to the human factor side of the criminal justice system and different things like that. Sure. I mean, I think from a social science perspective, we're interested on the impact that forensic science might have on the criminal justice system. So instead of the science itself, understanding, you know, does this improve police ability to investigate cases? Does it speed up processing time where they're able to make an arrest quicker? Or does it allow them to identify more offenders? 
So from social science then, we're really interested in how the application of forensic science to the real world situation. You know, does this lead to, to better justice? Uh, do we have more justice because of um, forensic science practices? What is some of the research at RTI that you have done? Sure. So one uh, evaluation, um, we're on the forensic side that uh, we're finishing up is looking at the long-term effects of a DNA efficiency improvement program. So, and that it was a, a lab that uh, got a grant to work trying to speed up how quickly they could get DNA results back, and they added a biological processing lab. So as part of that evaluation, we're looking at the impact it's had on the lab and on, on things like turnaround time and metrics that really matter for law enforcement and things that will help them do their jobs better. So if you're listening right now, you can actually go and check out that resource on the FTCOE website. And do you know when that was uh, published? Uh, the original report would have been published a few years ago, and now we're doing an update so we have a longer follow-up period and can look at the longer-term impact of the program since it has been fully implemented. Right. So there's something that listeners can kind of look forward to coming out again. How did you get into forensic science? Well, I actually started at RTI. I do evaluations really across the criminal justice system, starting from things with law enforcement all the way through courts, corrections, prisoner reentry. And several years ago, the Forensic Technology Center of Excellence had a need to do some social science research. So I got pulled over on, on that side, not from having any forensic background, but from having the I guess, social science tools to do the types of evaluations that were needed to be done. That's one of the nice things about working at RTI is there's many departments, there's a lot of resources here that can easily be tapped into, which is definitely a plus for working at RTI. What is the most interesting thing you have seen or done in research? And it doesn't have to be forensic science. It can be any anything else that you've done. Okay. Um, probably the most interesting work that I've done is focused on the labor trafficking of migrant farm workers in the U.S. And we've had a couple projects funded by the National Institute of Justice where we've interviewed farm workers in North Carolina to understand their experiences of, of labor exploitation, uh, in, including trafficking. It was really fascinating work, uh, also pretty depressing since labor exploitation and things are a lot more common than what you would hope to see in this country. And have you guys actually published anything from that? Yes, we have a, f a few articles from first study that we did, and we're just releasing a report to NIJ on a, a project that just ended. So hopefully that will be released soon. I'm going to go a little off. So we had all hands a while back. So there was a group that talked about this. They had some interesting stories about, you know, going onto farmlands and getting chased and things like that. Was that your group? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that probably would have been our group. Um, I was less involved in the data collection itself. We hired field interviewers who were bilingual and bicultural, so they kind of gained better rapport with the workers. So yeah, I, I was less involved in fewer of those stories than some other folks who were actually doing the field work. So you didn't actually have to sprint or anything like that for this research? <laughs> no. <laughs> so if you could have any job outside of what you currently do, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a marine biologist, so I still think that would be pretty cool. Um, if not that, probably something with environmental or wildlife conservation. Totally, totally okay. different. 
where would you uh, like to live for this? Because it seems like it's it would be a tropical or a seaside. Yeah. So for the marine side, it'd be it would be a, a seaside. I've, I've lived in Florida, North Carolina for a while, so I have had some coastal experiences. But for other sort of environmental and wildlife conservation, I'd probably focus in the, the Mountain West. I live in Colorado now and absolutely love it out here and all of the wildlife and nature we have to enjoy. Well, uh, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you, Kelly, for being on Just Science. Thanks for having me. Opinions or points of views expressed in this podcast represent a consensus of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official position or policies of its funding.